What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro Dude, and today we are going to talk a little bit about the top 100 list from ESPN, the annual tradition that we do here on You Know Ball, and we're also going to make our predictions for the Western Conference standings, play-in and playoff matchups, and also predict who wins the conference that will be in the patreon section of this episode so if you want to hear that subscribe to the patreon the link is in the description moving forward we will just be doing we will not be doing these preview episodes for the patreon anymore we're just going to do those on the patreon so if you want to get access to the bonus episodes every single week starting next week subscribe to the you know ball patreon you'll get that extra episode every single week But before we get into all of that Let's talk about our sponsors from Underdog Fantasy. Promo code SLOP. Right now, if you do promo code SLOP, I am being told that you get a $500 deposit match. So if you deposit $500 on Underdog, you can get $500 matched from Underdog in bonus funds. So please check that out and sign up if you have not already. We have the Thursday night football game. Sam, I can't remember whether you won on the last one or not. So I guess I'll just take this one. I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. I we did no. We you did you lost. You lost because uh, Darius Garland did not go higher on his assists. Uh, yeah, he did, he barely played because we talked about. Yeah. I'm gonna stay away until the NBA regular season starts. I'm That's gonna stay away thing. from the NBA because yeah. right now it's just too hard to predict with what's going on because it's like one game a guy will play 15 minutes the next will play 30 minutes so let's go with the thursday night football game it is the broncos and the chiefs which should be uh horrible (laughs) i I would imagine this game is not going to be very good um but i do know that the chiefs have been absolutely eating uh to start the year on defense outside of that game where zach wilson kind of cooked but I'm going to go Russell Wilson throwing an interception. That feels right to me. That feels right. He just didn't just throw a pick six last week. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a game without an interception so far? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if he's been turning. I don't know if he's been throwing interceptions like that, but he's just had kind of a down season. I I have won money. Um, I have won money on underdog going higher on Russell Wilson. So this is, this is an endorsement. Uh, okay. uh, so, so I've, I've, I have had these, had these daily fantasy picks win before. So okay, I endorse, I endorse Russell Wilson's higher on uh, interceptions. Okay. And then also Travis Kelsey will be at the game tonight, obviously, but also Taylor Swift will mm-hmm. be at the game tonight. We are hearing reports of, so I'm feeling a big game from him. He's been kind of injured recently. Hasn't looked like himself, but I feel like I feel like higher than 6.5 receptions for Travis Kelsey feels right on a night where Taylor Swift will be in attendance. This feels in this feels wrong. Russell Wilson only has two interceptions all year. I was going to say he hasn't thrown a lot of picks because they haven't been trusting him to throw that much. I, I think he has thrown, but they, they've been more conservative in their play calling overall. Is my guess here? Do I don't watch what? a ton of Broncos, so I can't really say. Do you know how many games Russell Wilson has had a QB rating under a hundred this year? It's got to be one, right? One or two. It's one. Only one game under a hundred. The reason why QBR sucks. Yeah, but no. The reason why Denver has been bad this year is because of the defense. Like Russ yeah. is washed. Don't get me wrong, but like he's been a fine quarterback. Like he's. 
he's been he's had an he's had an okay bounce back year. It's just that he's not quite his old self, and the defense is just a complete mess. So if you go on underdog, go higher on Russell Wilson's interceptions, higher on Travis Kelsey six point five receptions, and put twenty five bucks on that, you can win seventy five dollars. So go on underdog today. Check that out if you have not already. Get that five hundred dollar deposit match while you can. You can you can also do pick them for. The Phillies in the playoffs, uh, if you live in a pick'em state, and also you can do best ball for football, basketball, all that. So sign up if you have not already. So, Sam, let's get into this, our annual tradition of basically roasting the ESPN top 100 players list, because I, I feel like these lists, obviously these lists are incredibly subjective, but I just picked some ones that kind of stood out to me as egregious either guys who missed the list guys who uh made the list and shouldn't have and then guys who were too high or too low so yeah i'm i'm trusting trill with the research right now um i unfortunately did not i'm going in totally blind i have been very busy um talking to women um driving fast cars yes. mm-hmm. and of course downloading the new gotcha jrpg honkai star rail Mostly that last one, um, actually entirely that last <laughs> one. So I have not, uh, I have not been, uh, uh, I'm not caught up on ESPN. So That's I'm right, going this blind. So, so Sam completely, by the way, they didn't even pay us to say this, but Sam completely supports loot boxes, gotchas, all that. So yes. microtransactions, it's, mm-hmm. it's his favorite thing in the world. So yeah. uh, I immediately spent $20 on the uh, monthly pass and battle pass for uh, Honkai Star Rail. You're so, so fucking yeah. perverted. And, it's insane. Well, you know what? Who's to say? That's like imagine if you only spent twenty dollars on a date with a woman. That'd be doing pretty well, right? True. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying. The same thing. Benefit yeah. analysis. Yeah. yeah, like I'm just saying. So, so okay. Uh, obvious omissions from this yes. list. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the one that's been going around. There are few. There were a few that were like, I was kind of shocked they missed. Mm-hmm. The one that has been going around, Derek White, mm-hmm. not did not make the top one hundred on this list. Nick Claxton also did not make the list. Contavious Caldwell Pope did not make the list. Bruce Brown did not make the list. Alex Caruso did not make the list, and Al Horford did not make the list. Man, uh, Al, whatever. Um, the, He's the aging Derek... out, so I could so I could see that. Yeah. Like at some point, he will not be a serviceable fourth or fifth guy. But the other ones, they were pretty pretty bad to me. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, all of those are pretty bad. I mean, KCPs. That's probably like right in his zone. Nick Claxton. That's pretty wild. Like. He's one of the better centers in the NBA. Like if you get yep. major, he got major award votes. Like, yeah, he got defensive, defensive uh, first, or he at least got defensive team votes at some point. So, so right off the bat, I just opened it up and Mitchell Robinson is at number 100. I'm sorry. Nick Claxton is better than Mitchell Robinson. Like it's, it's not close. <laughs> I do think that's a little bit. I, first off, Mitch, 
I was fine with Mitch making the list, actually, because I think that Mitch uh, proved his value as a rim protector and rebounder in that playoff series. If you want to rank the top 100 players, I think Mitchell Robinson being on the list is fine. There yeah. were a few guys ahead of him, I felt as though were not. Yeah. By the way, another guy who missed the list was Wendell Carter Jr., who he he wasn't even mentioned, uh, as I just think about kind of dynamic center types off the top of my head. But to me, like, like here, here were my insane inclusions in the 90s, and you're going to hate the first one I say, but Grant Williams is not in the top 100. There's no I, way Grant Williams is better than Derek White or Nick Claxton right. or any of these guys. Uh, okay, but you, did you see who was right before Grant Williams? Uh, Colin Sexton. Yeah, Colin Sexton also should not <laughs> yeah. be included. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, Russell Westbrook is in here. Yep. I had Russell um, Westbrook as my other insane inclusion here at the, at the bottom of the list. Which, that's, yeah. I feel like we do this thing with Russ where like, He's really bad for long stretches and everyone hates him. And then he has like two months. He was good on the Clippers and like found a nice role for himself. And then everyone just forgets how destructive his play was for the year or two before that. Like was the Lakers the perfect situation for him? No, but also like if we're talking about in 2023, Russell Westbrook is not one of the hundred best players in the NBA. I'm also, so they have Cade ranked. Okay, hold on. You're getting way too ahead of I have, I have. I gotta stop scrolling. Have, I, I, yes, I gotta stop yes, scrolling. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing it for the first time yes. and my eyes are bugging out of my head. Yes. I'm, I'm, I have I'm a turning lot of... into a tune. I'm, I'm turning, like, who framed Roger Rabbit? My eyes are going cartoon mode. <laughs> but yeah, the guys in the 90s that I, I think were just like, should not be on the list personally were Grant Williams, Russell Westbrook, and Colin Sexton. I thought all of those three, they're not top 100 players. Like, we're talking about guys, You, Grant Williams is not going to be, in the best case scenario for Grant Williams, he'll be a fourth or fifth starter on a solid team. But, like, we're talking about a guy that has largely been a bench player for most of his career and is limited in some certain parts of his game. I guess, but also Grant Williams has been on the floor down the stretch in two different game sevens that a team won. I know you've brought this up before. I'm yeah. not saying that he can, but also that that two games cannot mm-hmm. be enough to, for me to be one of the 100 best players in the NBA. Okay. I well, think he's a fine Mitchell role Robinson. player. <laughs> then why Mitchell Robinson? I don't. I don't know. Like I just Grant is kind of absolve. I'm absolving Grant the same way you're absolving Mitchell Robinson. For, I think for Mitchell that. Robinson, when healthy, is a perfectly adequate starting center and like an above average one. Above good average. One. I don't know about above average to good. I, I think Mitchell I, Robinson's pretty good. Look, maybe some of this is recency bias because he absolutely destroyed the Cavs in the playoffs, but he was an important part of that team. Eh, all right. Well, we're going to have to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay, so th- that's the one. That's the one yeah. we disagree on. I yeah. will say the one thing about Mitchell Robinson is that he mm-hmm. does have limited offensive ability outside of like the restricted area. He doesn't really have any ability outside of the restricted area, but. Mm-hmm. I could see Mitchell Robinson having a Steven Adams like career. Yeah, that's fine. We're just mean, setting screens, protecting the rim, being a dominant rebounder. And that's, if you are that, that's, that's fine for the hundred best player in the NBA to me personally. I, I would rather have Nick Claxton than Mitchell Robinson. I would also okay. rather have Grant Williams than Mitchell. I think I'd rather, I'd rather have Nick Claxton than Mitchell Robinson too. Grant Williams. Yeah. That's I'd probably rather have Mitchell Robinson, but, mm-hmm. uh, in the 90s, we have 
We also, this was the ESPN loves to do this with their list where they're like, they just bunch together a bunch of guys that are on the same team. Like they pick Mitchell Robinson at a hundred and then they're like, Oh shit, we should probably also include Emmanuel quickly and Josh Hart in here. And then they just put them at like 90 and 91. I was fine or 91 and 92. I was fine with, with their inclusion on here too. I think that they're, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. They're good role players. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They're good. Deep starter, high bench guys. So, yeah. And that's what we're talking about with a hundred. If you, you think about a hundred players in the NBA, you divide by 30 teams. You're talking about the third, you know, low third, high fourth best guys on their team. And, and this, you know, that, that, yeah, the Knicks got five guys on here. I was kind of surprised by that, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. or no, they got six because we'll get to another inclusion here, which I had oh, uh on, on my list, which is RJ Barrett at number 71. Let's go. I mean, look, we've talked oh. about RJ Barrett ad nauseum on here. Yeah. And I actually thought I actually thought that thought that Tim uh Tim Bontemps explanation was fine. <laughs> But they didn't let Bontemps really cook because Bontemps wow. was the one who wrote it. If if we got a podcast with Bontemps, he would be like, wow. RJ Barrett has been one of the most disappointing young players in the NBA, and I can't <laughs> believe that he is being included on this list. He shoots 31% from three. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We need Bontemps to – yeah, you. we need to let Bontemps cook. They need to just need to put honestly, an audio clip under it instead of text. If if ESPN wants to save money, they should just fire everyone else but Tim Bontemps and just, just let Bontemps cover the just have Bontemps cover like a different team every night and just like let <laughs> him cook. All the money they're paying to Pat McAfee, they should just give to Tim Bontemps. <laughs> like, Funnel the so Aaron Rodgers anti-vax money to the King Tim Bontemps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers went to Tim Bontemps and said, "I'm I need a hundred, I need a million dollars for you to pay the interview." No, you're fucking stupid. I'm not, not going to do that. <laughs> Boom. Over. Because that's because that's him, Bontemps. The only ethical NBA journalist. King. That's, that's absolutely right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, RJ Barrett was included at 71 on this list. I mean, look, oh. he, he was way higher on last year's list. He was in the 60s last year. I roasted that then. I'm going to roast. Until RJ Barrett proves to me that he can be they can win the minutes on the court with RJ Barrett. And he yep. isn't like one of the worst net rating guys in the NBA and also has just c- is consistently not bad. <laughs> then yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to say that he's not one of the hundred best players, let alone one of the 75 best players in the NBA. Like that's like, there are some guys on here where I'm like, okay, like that's all right. If you squint, sure. But like, I, I don't even think he should be on the list at all to be completely honest. I don't think he has an elite skill. I don't think that he brings value in uh, a lot of of ways. And and maybe if you're projecting forward that he would be better, but every year he falls down this list. So I, I don't really understand it. Um, so Bobby Portis was included at 81. Is Bobby Portis even good? Like, I, I'm I, sorry. That was another one that jumped out at me. I, I, I don't think he is. I, I don't think he like, belongs on this list either. I, I'll trust Bucks fans. Like, like NB has been telling us, for the last two years since they want, like he loved Bobby during the title run and he had a nice, really, really nice season with the, with the bucks. But ever yeah. since he's been like, this guy makes terrible decisions. He's awful on defense. Sure. Yeah. He's a big ish, you know, he's a wing slash big that can create his own shot. And there's some value in that. And he can 
rebound, sure. But like, I just, I don't really think that Bobby Portis is like even a starter level player. And I feel like you have to be, you either have to be like the best bench player in the NBA to be included on here or a starter level player. Um, and, and yeah, I just don't think that that is that, that Bobby Porter should be included on, on the list as well. That was another inclusion to me. that didn't make any sense. I have a few guys on here that I thought were just kind of way too low. If you're projecting forward, which this list does, because they include rookies on it every year. Yeah. You, and like we just, talk about that. Yeah. We talk, every year we talk about why do you even include rookies? It doesn't make any sense because well, we don't know. Here's a good example. I'm going to talk. I want to talk about someone just real quick. Let me just talk about someone who's number 74 on the list this year and was 35th in the NBA Kate last Cunningham. year. And that's Kate Cunningham. Like, this is why you don't do that. Like, but at least Cade played a year and they were trying to project onto his second year. I guess, but like, I, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I'm not even, I, Chet looks awesome and I'm not even super comfortable with them having like Chet at 74. Like yeah. having Scoot, they have Scoot in the 80s and I'm a huge Scoot guy. He will probably not be a top 100 player in the NBA this year. It's it's, it's very rare that rookies not. step in and they're one of the 75, 80 best players in the NBA. Like yeah. only, it's basically the only guys who do that are like five to 10 time all-stars and like one of yeah. the greatest players of all time. Like we talked about it and, and uh, I think the last player that you could make the argument that stepped into the NBA and was immediately like a top 70-ish guy was probably... Like a younger guy, not like the older guys yeah. who sometimes step in and they're like 22 and they're really good. Like a guy that's like 19 or 20, like most of these guys they're trying to project. I think okay. the last guy was LaMelo Ball. Yeah, I was going to say like LaMelo. And then I think Anthony Davis was pretty good out of the gate, if I remember But that was 10, 12 years ago at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's and been LeBron. a while. Yeah, it's yeah. like LeBron. Yeah. And Luca. <laughs> Luca. Luca. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like these are guys that are stepping into the NBA at 19 or 20 and destroying, and that's just not really super common. Usually the guys that stand out as rookies are a little bit older, or they're like like the Embiid or Ben Simmons situation where they miss some time and then they're like by the time they make their debut, they're a little bit older. So I, I just don't think that this is I think that having that that those guys on there is is just a weird thing to do. But uh, Jalen Williams, wing Jalen Williams from the Thunder, mm -hmm. I thought he was too low. I know I'm contradicting myself here because he's only played one year in the NBA, but he was 95th on this list. I thought Jalen Williams was ex extraordinary. I thought he was a top three rookie last year. And if you're projecting the guys, the other guys that were better than him as rookies last year, a guy like Chet's already ahead of him on this list. Yeah. who he hasn't even played a game in the NBA. And I like Chet. I was very high on Chet in the draft. But based on Jalen Williams' rookie year, based on his age, he's a little bit older. He was 21 as a rookie. He'll be 22 this year. Walker Kessler's ahead of him. He's another guy who was yeah. good as a rookie last year. Uh, and Paolo Bancaro is way ahead of him. And I don't think that the gap between those two, as we sit here right now, now long-term, sure, Paolo's probably going to be better. But if we're projecting just for this year, the gap between those two is 65 spots. And I just yeah. think that like, I would probably have 
there's just very few guys that have Jalen Williams skill set. He's six, six. He can dribble, yeah. shoot and pass. He's competent on defense. He can play up. He can play down. He's scalable. Like I would probably have Jalen Williams at least in the seventies. I, 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 I don't yeah. think there are many guys that I would prefer to have him. If I'm talking about young guys. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, are, if we're doing the list, because it, ESPN does the list, like, it's where are we expecting them to be this year? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I think if we're picking right now, I think that's a fine place for Jalen Williams based on what he showed last year for right now. But if we're projecting, like, where is Jalen Williams going to be after another season of basketball at the end of this year? Which is what the list is supposed to do, right? That, so, so that's what I'm saying. If, if that's yeah. what the list is supposed to do, I agree with you. He should, he'll probably climb up, you know, past some of like these, like the Tyler Heroes and the Jordan Pools and the, uh, yeah. you know, some of the Jordan Clarkson, a lot of these, you know. Jordan uh, Clarkson was way too high, dude. Yeah, 77. Come on. Come on. Well, at least he's good. He's <laughs> I will fine. admit. He's well, fine. He's, he's, he's fine. solid. Yeah, he's but, a solid player. He's... He's uh he's Tyler Hero without the uh the the, the man's consent manufacturing that goes on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tyler yeah. Hero, Beth BK. I will admit, I was scrolling through this list and I was struck dumb by Jordan Poole's profile when I got to seventy two, and I may be back in on Jordan Poole if only for the reason that he looks awesome in the mustache. Like, oh, he's got I, he's got the the new look. He's got the the 70s like Murtaugh style mustache. Like I might be back in on Jordan Poole if only that because he looks amazing. Like <laughs> I, I can't. I, I've been hating on Jordan Poole this whole time, but like I might I, there, there might be a heel turn coming for me. I might uh, he might have won me back over by this small style change. Sam has been calling Jordan Poole, you know, uh, Gen Z Jordan Clarkson for a while yes. now, but. Now that he looks like a character in a Tarantino film, he might have to go. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. You get it. That's what I need. I need this boy. I, the, re I need look, the reason why he's 10 spots ahead of Tyler Hero, despite being largely the same player, and Hero's yeah. arguably has more skills that might translate onto a winning team, yeah. maybe, is because he looks cool and he has swag. And Tyler Hero doesn't. Tyler Hero is lame as shit. It is funny that they put all the the hoopers in like one thing. Like they have Tyler Hero firmly in the that boy nice category. Yes, <laughs> like that's another thing they do. They yeah. love to group together players that are on the same team, and then they love together to, to group together players that are connected in some way. And Jordan right. Clarkson, Tyler Hero, and Jordan Poole are all in the that boy nice section. Yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty funny. That uh, that maybe they have a. Uh, Although I was going to say maybe they have Bald on Stop editorializing for them, but if they did, he they would these guys would be in the 30s. Let's be honest. Um, wow. Sorry. Sam, I, I love Sam just reacting to this live on air. I did yeah. like an hour of research just for Sam to be like, wait, hold on. I'm I, I just, I got to them having OG and I thought there would be OG and an OB, um, what do you call it? Um, propaganda. And he's 67. No, I think that. I think that we're, we're course correcting with OG and Anobi a little bit. We're, we're, we're realizing that, hey, maybe this guy isn't the, ne the next Kawhi Leonard because he can barely dribble a basketball. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's just a super role player, which is fine, which should be in the 50s or 60s, like a, a yeah. hyper impactful oh. player. It's just funny that like I, for years we've become so accustomed to him being so high on these lists. Right. That, that, that's more what I was saying. I wasn't even yeah. – he actually rose this year because he was 75 last year, but I was just – I was just surprised. I'm so used to like NBA Twitter 
tent manufacturing for Messiah on 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 OG that it was bizarre to see him ranked appropriately because I think that is that's a fine spot for him. Sixty seven yeah. is good. Yeah, he's twenty six now. He's one yeah. of, and I think last year we had him on. He's probably a little bit too low. This feels about right to me. That that yeah. that feels like hey, if OG's your third best player on your team's probably going to be really good. If he's your second best player on a team that has no one that can uh, dribble, shoot, and pass, it's your team's probably going to suck. Like the Raptors are probably going to suck this year because of that. But uh, the the other guy that I, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. I don't mean to keep jumping around the list like this, but I I scrolled up and saw that Scotty Barnes was 63, and I was like, oh no. And I saw they let Von Demps write. Oh And Von Demps wrote, "Will the real Scotty Barnes please stand up? What a king! I love him so much. He's he's, oh. such, he's such a Chad. I love Von Demps so much. If they yes. ever fire him, I'm ah oh, man." Bristol, yeah, no. don't do it. Don't do it. He, he's the Patreon wall for that joke. He's the god. <laughs> he's the god. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, I don't know why my camera keeps doing this, but we're we're cooking. We're gonna let it roll. So, um, all right. We have other guys that I felt were. I, I, I'm past my insane inclusions on this now. I think everyone who's on here at least deserves to be on here. There might be one more guy where I feel like we're we're just a little bit ahead of our skis so far. There are a few guys on here. I had a I also had a a, a tier on here called the wait wait and see young guys where I want to see them. Can I see it? Can I see it? Can I see it just for a little bit more? Can I see Josh Giddy be? legitimately really good for an entire season before we call him the 53rd best player in the NBA. That's crazy. 53rd dude. That's like you're in the all-star conversation. He's 21 years old. Yeah, It's like, yeah, it's like you have him like in, in striking distance of clay Thompson. Like no way, man. No I, I way. thought clay was too high. That's not even look at the other guys that are around him in that range. DeJounte Murray, who's made the all-star team, is I don't even like DeJounte and and he he should yeah. be higher than Josh. Zion Murray. Williamson is 57. Okay, let's talk about the Zion one because that's yeah. obviously the most insane one. But if you read the description, they say because of the fact that he's never played he's only had one season where he's played more than 30 games. That's so if that's the case, I understand why they're saying, okay, that might be a little bit weird for him like how do you rank him essentially because here's a guy who when healthy sure he's one of the 15 best players in the nba but he's literally never healthy and it's not even like the joel and bead thing where a few years ago you could have said the same thing about joel but the difference is that joel once he got healthy was just pretty healthy like he only missed once once he got past those first three years he only missed like maximum 25 30 games in a season so we really don't have like a historical comp for zion except for like maybe young bill walton like yeah and walton had one or two seasons where he was finally healthy and was dominant and if zion can be that guy he can if he can be healthy for a season or two you might even he might even win a title or an mvp he's that good but Mm -hmm. We just don't know. So how do you rank him on the list? Having said that, I still think I would have had him way higher than this. Like, it's just hard for me to say, like, they put Josh Giddy on the list ahead of him. 
Josh Giddy has done nothing in the NBA to ever prove that he's even remotely close to Zion Williamson, despite the fact yeah. that Zion can't stay on the court. Josh Giddy, he's ahead of Kristaps Porzingis, Desmond Bain, Rudy Gobert. I ha- okay, <laughs> these are yeah. all the guys that I had literally on my these guys are too low list were the yeah. three guys you just named. Gobert, yeah. Porzingis, and Bain, and Zion. Those four yeah. were all below Josh Giddy on this list. There's no GM in the NBA that would take Josh Giddy over these guys. Can, can, I, can, I say another, can I say another guy who was lower than Josh Giddy, if only by two spots? They have Draymond 55. Like, come the fuck on. Like, I know he's getting older. But I was like, going to say, that's, that's baking in the regression, I assume. But yeah, even still, man, Draymond is like... Yeah, I, I, Draymond has got to be top forty. I'm sorry. Like if you if you snake draft gave every GM that wanted to win a title right now, you could you snake draft Draymond would probably get picked in the top thirty guys, just because of the sheer like dog uh, in him. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, the dog in him, but just like he is, he fits on every team and provides like a glue factor. It's part of the reason I love Marcus Smart so much. You know, like it's the same. They're very similar players in that role where they have very clear weaknesses, but having them kind of just guarantees you a certain level of competence on the defensive end. And they will like fix a lot of the shit that goes on like around the the edges. So yeah, I have uh, the Josh Giddy thing is crazy. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I can't like, I, I, I've come around on the idea that Josh Giddy could be good and like could be a, a, a nice young player. But if we're talking about for next year, all the guys that we listed are way better than Josh Giddy right now. Bain, Porzingis, Gobert, Zion. Also, Jalen Williams is on his own team. I'd rather have Jalen Williams for next year. He's older and he was better this past season. All of those guys are also either huge or uh, can shoot. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy is not, he's not a positive on defense right now. Mm-hmm. He's probably more of a neutral player on the defensive end because of his size. He's not like a complete negative. He's probably a neutral defender. And then also he isn't a spot up shooter. So like we have to do a little aside here. You heard Bill's podcast with KOC. I listened to like the first like probably 20 or 30 minutes, I think. So so Bill did this whole thing on this podcast about how excited he was about OKC. And I get it. We're all very excited for OKC. I think they're going to be fun this year. They're my favorite Western Conference team. I want to I want them to succeed. I want them to do well. He said they were going to be a top four seed, which is a little bit rich for my blood. But mm-hmm. I understood a lot of the points he was making. And he was basically saying, and I agree with this that they should be considering making all-in trades because the next three to four years is Shea's prime and you don't know how long that's going to last and that in order to win a title, you need to have a a talent like Shea as opposed to just like all these guys developing and in four years from now is when you go for it. And KOC at one point brought up a list of players that he could potentially, the OKC could potentially trade for. The majority were like good players, but not great players. Like Jared Allen was, you know, a nice player, made the all-star team a few years ago. Good center, uh, you know, kind of would fix some of the issues they have. And then he said, well, what if the Sixers go to complete shit and Joel Embiid asks for a trade? The Thunder could blow any offer out of the water because they could offer as many picks as they want and they could try to spice in the pot by including a bunch of picks and then maybe making the the return Josh Giddy at the center of that and Bill's response was 
I wouldn't I wouldn't want to break up that backcourt. I wouldn't want to break up Josh Giddy. And like, is Josh Giddy a good fit with Shea Gilders Alexander? And Jalen Williams yeah. too. Like, yeah. like you probably want Jalen Williams playing the two more than the three long term. Like, well, you could keep all of those if you gave the Sixers more first round picks than any other team, and you sent them like seven first round picks along with Josh Giddy and salary filler for Joel and Bead, then you would still have Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren, yeah, all, arg- arguably all of your best prospects, plus. The, the guy who won MVP last year and yeah. was a good fit with Shea. Yeah. Oh, that would, I mean, they, they, they like, they honestly like should do something like that. And yeah. What, what is Josh Giddy going to do? I'm sorry. Josh Giddy is not going to be a starter on a good team. I don't really see a path for that. Cause he I think he could be a starter, on a good team, but I don't think he could be, I don't think he could be the second or third guy on a contender. That's what I mean. Yes. I, um, I, I don't think that he could be, like, like I think he maxes out at like, I, I don't know. Like, I, he's a very different player from Jalen Brown, but a a lot of similar limitations to Jalen Brown, where you're just you kind of need the ball in your hands to be effective, but you're also when you Playing have guys who are better with, that have the ball in their hands. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I, I just I, I don't see that for Josh Giddy. And I, how I good of a shooter that. and defender does Josh Giddy need to be to be this connective piece that everyone thinks he can be around these guys is my question. Like, I think he's got to become a knockdown three-point shooter. Like, not yeah. like, oh, he's an average one. He's a bad three-point shooter. Like, he's a below-average three-point shooter. And maybe over time that gets better. Even, like, even Cade, like, like uh, someone that I've had about skepticism about what his ceiling can be, but even Cade is a better three-point shooter than Giddy. And a better defender than Giddy. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going a bit insane with the Giddy stuff, even though I've come around on the idea. Like, I like him. Like, I, I think he's going to be a nice player. I just think that people are way over their skis with Josh Giddy, not trading him for the fucking MVP of the league. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, anyway. Um, so, those were the majority of my way too low versus way too high guys that I had on here. I also had wait and see young guys. Jalen Green was the only one that made it of the Rockets young guys. Is Jalen Green even good? Like, I, I still have yet to see him be for an entire season or for half a season. I've yet to see him be like, oh, he's the guy that you want to build around. I think this is the season we find out. This has got to be, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think this is the season we find out because there's going to be real structure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think it'll be clear. I, If you had to ask me to guess, I bet he's – like, I, I think Jalen uh, Jalen Green could be good, but, like, not great. You know, I think he might be in the, the Hooper category. Like, I think he might be a six-man style, like, you know – when the well, he's in that category before. right now. He's in that tier in this list with J- with with Tyler Hero and with uh, Jordan Poole and Jordan Clarkson. I, I think that's what his future in the league is kind of trending towards is like microwave scorer because like unless Ime Odoka can – and the thing is he's like big. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he has tools. Like I think he could be – He's incredibly defender. athletic. Yeah. Like I think he could be like a very good defender, you know. Like I, I think he's got a better chance to be – good defender than giddy like like so but just you know will he get there like will, will he made a be able to you know call him bitch made baby food until he like sure. develops that ability to to uh 
defend. So I don't know. I I I mean, I like. Um, why am I blanking on his name right now? The center. Um, Shangun. Shangun. I like Shangun. Um, and you know, I, I like Abin Thompson. Jabari, like Jabari looked real. Like, like, look, I've been a, the biggest Jabari skeptic. He looked awesome in summer league, and he's apparently been good in preseason. Yeah. Like, he might be back. Tari's awesome. Uh, and and Jalen, look, I, I'm willing to give Jalen another season. But if you're projecting forward based on what we've seen so far, he was higher on the list last year. He was supposed to take that step last year, and now he has a real coach. He has real players around him, and and look, the talent's there certainly. But this mm-hmm. is a real make or break year for sure for him. Like year three, this is usually when guys take a step forward in efficiency. This is when guys take a step forward as on ball creators and shooters. It's a real big year for Jalen uh, Green, I think, and I think that if he uh, kind of fails to deliver uh, this year, he's kind of starting to run out of excuses. He's got to be extended next offseason. So we really need to get an idea of what he is as a player. Uh, And uh, sometimes the first two years in the NBA, guys are not quite as effective when they're these scoring wings or guards. But year three is a big year for guys in this mold of player. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, a few other guys that I felt uh, were too low. Um, I had LaMelo Ball was at 48. I would have him higher. I know that the injury concerns and the weird situation, Charlotte's such a fucking wreck, but with it's just so gross, everything that's coming out of there all the time. Yeah. But uh, I almost wanted to ask for a mulligan on their over under from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted, well, I went lower on them. I've I changed it to lower. And now I was like, ah, there, they gotta be too good. Like I'm going to go higher on them. But now the more news that comes out, it's just like, they're such a fucking wreck. The vibes are all time low. Even though I like some of their talent, I'm still, I'm going to stick with the lower, but like 31 is so low for a team that talented, especially with LaMelo. But um, uh, they got Randall, they got Julius Randall right this year. Last year, we were like, Julius Randall was at 71 last year. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were like, he made all NBA like two years ago. Then he had a bounce back season and he made all NBA this year. 47 is about right for him. I feel like that's a good spot for a guy who's wildly inconsistent, is a dropper in the playoffs, and is a very good all-star level, maybe all-NBA level player when he's when he's locked in in the regular season, but is wildly inconsistent. I, I, I thought that was a fine ranking. Uh, a few guys that I felt were, were too high for me personally. DeAndre Ayton at 49. I don't know. I get Name any of the centers. Claxton missed the list. Uh, Miles Turner was way lower on the list. E- a- a- name any of these random centers that were behind him. Gobert, Porzingis. I'd rather have all those guys over Aiton, to be perfectly honest. I think, yeah. that, I think yeah. that DeAndre Aiton is fooling a lot of people personally. I think that he's had one really good season where he was in the perfect context for his game, and everyone just says, well, he was the number one overall pick, so he's obviously one of the 50 best players in the NBA. Nah, I totally disagree. I don't think he's top 50 at all. No, I totally agree. I don't. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. Like, just yeah, I just think he's whatever. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, okay, yeah. he's one of the fifteen best, twelve. Let's say twelve best centers in the NBA. That's you could find a center. I'm sorry, it just doesn't matter to me at all. Yeah, being um, good at being good at center. Center is the least valuable. I'm yeah. sorry, it's the least valuable position in the NBA. Like, yeah. and also like. Being better than the Nurkic doesn't move me. <laughs> like, yes, yes yeah. you are better than Nurkic, sure, but it doesn't yeah. really move me. Um, 
Other guys that I felt were a little too high in this list, we'll see with Fred Van Fleet, but 56 for Fred Van Fleet, I kind of think he's already declining, and I kind of think that he's, like, that's fine for him, like, yeah. but he took a step back on defense last year. Uh, he's going to be asked to do, I'd imagine, a, a lot there. He had a bad shooting year last year. I don't know. I, I wasn't crazy about that. I talked about how, like, you could probably name, like, 15 point guards before you got to Fred Van Fleet when you're talking about, like, point guards you want to build around. And I'm like, to be 56 on this list, that's 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 pretty rich for me. Uh, and then the one insane include. How is CJ McCollum still 44? Yeah, come on, man. I saw I saw I was waiting on you to get to that one because it's come like on. I like I like yeah. CJ McCollum four years ago when he was like a a, a sub all-star level player, but like CJ McCollum has, has has declined pretty drastically over the last few years. This is an ESPN kickback for ending the strike um and uh, making capitulations to the owners to, to keep the uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can think here is it's like, we'll uh, put you in the top 45 still yeah, yeah we know you're sign now. everyone away sign everyone away do it do it it's like going uh, going from cj mccollum who's like mid to like just mid is straight up mid to james harden who is say what you will about him but fucking it was an all-star last year should have made the all-star what should have made the all-star team i think didn't he? I thought he made the No, he team. missed it. It was controversial, remember? It was him and Drew, and Drew made it over him. Is that what happened? I yep. I could sworn he made the All-Star no, team. No, he missed year. the All-Star team last year. But keep oh. in mind, he started the year slow and got injured. I guess, if, yeah. if it was the whole season, he would have probably made it, to be completely honest with you. he got. I mean, he got all NBA votes. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. It's just, it's crazy, dude. I don't, I, some of these... I, also, I like, I love Maxi, but he's not better than James Harden next year, probably. Yeah, probably not. No. It's I, probably, we're I'm probably like, two or three years away from Maxi being better than James Harden as he gets older and Maxi comes into his prime. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are Zach Levine and they literally do just put fucking teammates together? Yeah, they, they, I know. Levine they did Harden and, and Maxi. Yeah. yeah. And then Levine and DeRozan. God so damn funny, it, dude. Yeah, yeah. We right, gotta do. So, we gotta do on. one of these someday. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a you know ball one hundred and yes. have everyone get mad at us for a change. But yes, exactly. Before before we continue with the list, we got a, a few more spots to discuss here. Yeah. Uh, this is the end of the free portion. Sign up for the Patreon if you want to hear this. We're also going to do our Western Conference predictions. As I said, you'll get bonus episodes every single week on the you know ball Patreon. You will also get access to the Unoball Discord. We always have a good time in there. So sign up if you have not already. I would really appreciate if you could do that. And uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on to the rest of this list. 